internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? You got you got a sneezy face. <sighs> we'll see. I had like a sneeze attack, y'all. Yeah. I sneezed what, fifteen times in a row? You think a curse? Probably. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Did you wrong anybody? Uh, Did you wrong anybody today or at any I, point? Not that I know of today, but it is possible at some point in it my life. It could have been at any point in your life. Oh, really? This could be uh, just a curse that's been sitting around for a decade or two waiting to take hold. Oh, man. That's the problem with curses. They're unpredictable. <laughs> that's the <laughs> I thing. S- I suppose so. You curse someone on a Tuesday, it doesn't kick in until Friday. How are you supposed to plan? You can't. You can't plan. Thank you. That's always been my problem with curses. Right. Or sometimes you curse somebody, and then it's just like, instead of one big curse on one day, it's like 7% of a curse. On like 13 days. Oh, you know what I mean? No. And you're like, what? That is not good bang for your buck. No, I wanted one big curse. I wanted one big curse. Hey, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We're talking about curses. No, we're no? not. Okay. <laughs> we're talking about open mic. Open Michael. Open, Love that guy. Open mic Schmanners. Open Mike Eagle. Love that guy. So I think that, first of all, first of all, first of all, Mike stands for microphone what you know that microphone you, <laughs> you keep changing it to something else because that's uh all i bring to the show uh, oh okay yeah. all right and it is said to be one of the most accessible forms of entertainment okay an open mic an open mic because i mean the idea is if you want to do it you can do it now here's what i will no say. experience necessary here's what i will say first of all I would push back and say what you mean, what they mean, most approachable, right? Okay. Accessible, accessibility has a different meaning, right? So, most approachable. I disagree. All right. Because that's only true if you are one of, I believe, three people on earth born without the feeling of uh, awkwardness. Okay. Like, if you're someone who's just like, I don't feel anxiety. I don't feel uncomfortable on my behalf or other people's behalf. Because I've attended, I've never performed at an open mic night because it doesn't fit any of my skill sets, really. Uh, But more than that, I have attended them. I've worked them. Mm -hmm. Oh, Boise. Oh, Boise. Is it a minefield? I would argue that one does not need to possess uh, the ability to not be phased, right? Because... An open mic night is a great place to practice and get through these anxieties. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm not talking about when you're the one person on stage. I mean all the rest of the time when you have to watch everyone else be on stage. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, I can't. No, not like this. Now, I watched this dude. Let me preface. All right. There's a story. And I was working at the UCB on Sunset. No, the UCB Hollywood. Anyways. It was the new one that they built in L.A. At and the so, time. It's not new time. anymore. <laughs> and so I got a job running lights and sound in the underground, the place, the the theater's right after, off the cafe. And one night, uh, this guy was hosting this open mic, and it was a really interesting concept that I am uh, really in favor of, where it was like he had some booked comedians and then open mic slots in between them for okay. other comedians, right? Okay. But the only people in the room were comedians hoping to get in there and comedians performing. Okay. So the open mic comedians each got three minutes, right? This guy gets picked and he comes back to where me and the host are 
And he's like, hey, when it's my time, play this song as my intro, and then I, I'll come in when it hits this point. And me and the host scrubbed through it. And we're like, this is, it's like 45 seconds before that point comes in the song. And he's like, yeah, I know. And we're like, and your three minutes starts when the music starts. And he was like, yeah, I know, it'll be great. And we're like, okay. So it comes to his slot and the lights go down and the music starts and lights go up on stage. And he's waiting at the back of the crowd. 45 seconds, almost a third of his whole set, right? And then 45 seconds, and the crowd's like, oh, okay. 45 seconds, he runs up on stage. And then he performed terrible, bad jokes. It weren't good. Most of the time, he would giggle at his own joke halfway through, lose his place, and then just finish the joke. So then, comes time, I give him the light, and the light lets you know, like, hey, your time's almost done. He doesn't acknowledge that at all, and goes another minute past the three minutes. I look at the host, and I go, what are you doing? And he goes, you gotta bring down the lights. So I brought the lights down. The gentleman continued performing in the dark. And I brought the lights back up and back down again. And he kept <laughs> doing his set. And I looked at the host. And I was Were like, and he's like cut I mic? don't know. So I brought the lights up again. The host goes back on stage. At this point, this guy has been on stage for six minutes, double his time. And the host goes on stage. He's like, hey, man, you're done. We brought the lights and you got to stop. And the guy goes, okay, one more joke. <laughs> and the host is like, what? No. And the guy's like, okay, well, it would have ended like this. And just tells the punchline and says, good night, everybody. <laughs> and walks off stage. It was wild. It was wildly uncomfortable. Little do you know that this was his performance art. This is what nope. he likes to do. Now, thank you for voicing that because <laughs> you know there are people listening. I know the diff. I, Travis McElroy, know bombing on purpose to be funny. I know what that looks like. I do it on my brother, my brother and me all the time. I know what it looks like to play a bit and have everybody like groaning at the bit. This guy was not doing that. This guy at 45 seconds as he ran on had like bubble guns that he was firing in there, just firing bubbles everywhere. It was, but then didn't acknowledge it in any way. It just, it wasn't part, it was wild. Anywho. Anywho. I love open mics. <laughs> so, they're great venues for working out new material or promoting upcoming shows, and they take place all over the place. So, the most popular venues are coffee shops, nightclubs, comedy clubs, pubs, theaters, but they also often host them at libraries or occasionally strip clubs. Pretty much any place that you can plug in a PA system, you can have an open mic. So should we like specify what makes an open mic an open mic? Yes, right? here it is. Okay. So it is a performance, right? Where performers sign up in advance for a slot with a host or an MC, right? Of the open mic night, uh, which is usually an experienced performer or a venue manager, sure. right? They carry the show and they bring each performer on one by one. Each performer is usually given a certain amount of time, three, five, ten minutes, whatever have you, to show their stuff before the next performer goes on. One of the big differentiators, to make it clear, the thing that differentiates open mic night the most is most of the time for most shows, people are getting booked, right? Either they have auditioned for it or like they have a management thing that's booking them onto the show or booking them at the place. Mm -hmm. They are being hired to do it. An open mic night is like there's 20 spots, 20 people can sign up, 
and those 20 people can go or whatever. Right? As such, you often don't get paid for this performance. Um, usually there's no or low entrance fee. Sometimes it's just the same that you like if it's in a coffee shop, you buy a drink. Right? right. And then you get to sit and watch the open mind. There's nothing, no like tickets or anything. Sometimes um, Although they do often encourage tips mm-hmm. or a performer might have like their Venmo on their shirt or, sure. or whatever. Right. I mean, you could potentially also like if you have records to sell or demos or something that you could like hand out or sell. Sometimes. Or yep. Some people do that. There's too. also, um, I mean, there's so many different versions of it because there's the sign up one. But like I was talking about the one where it's like you come, we pick your name out of a hat mm-hmm. and it's like if you get picked you get to go up and perform um i've also heard of ones where it's like uh if you sell five tickets or you have five people there who say they're there to watch you you get to perform okay where it's based on like did you bring five people okay great then you can get up and do it um it is usually a solo performance although it could be stand-up comedy or sketch or music poetry spoken word that kind of stuff because it's usually quite small Right. Mm -hmm. There may not even be a stage could just be a corner. Right. Um, And so it's not usually a group kind of thing, although I have seen occasionally someone do like poetry or spoken word with like a person on a guitar. Yeah. You might get away with like two people if it's like they play uh, guitar while I sing. You might get away with that. But it's also. Most of the ones I've seen, if you're doing music, if you're playing music, it's acoustic, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you're not setting up, you know, an amp. You're not setting up, like, a full drum set or whatever. Like, is a much chiller vibe than that. Because you also don't have setup time. Right. That's the other thing of, like, this dude who had a 45-second intro. It's like, we're churning. Because think about it, right? If it's an hour-long show, as they are, like, 20 people with three minutes, they're not building in, like, set changes or whatever. Of course not. Of course not. Now, the history of open mic nights, as you might surmise, is pretty sparse, scholarly Mm. speaking, uh, because it is so low key, right? Um, You could, if you made the argument, maybe you could trace it all the way back to Irish music sessions or early blues and jazz jams, right? Or, you know, things like that. Maybe, you know, we can't deny that open mics have been influenced by the Hootenanny, right? Sure. Uh, that was in Greenwich Village or the poetry gatherings of the Beatnik movement. But I also, man, if you told me, yeah, back in like ancient Greece, it was like, do you want to get up and speak on a topic? Right. Right, then get up and do it. Like, Which is why tracing the history is sure. so kind of amorphous, right? That um, is the thing. Sometimes we run into this with topics yeah. where it's like, it's not the idea of the thing. It's like giving it a codified name. Mm-hmm. And like, like because I'm sure, like, you know, uh, that Plato wasn't like, all right, uh, it's two drink minimum, open mic, who wants to get up and talk about democracy? Yeah. Right? But like that idea, right, of like, if, it's, if you want to speak and no one's speaking, hop up there and go, mm-hmm. has probably been around longer than there were bars. Right. So there there was a time early in the 20th century when this new idea of the open mic broadcast, uh, for so for radio, right? Sure. Uh, Marcus Aldridge has a book called Singer, Songwriters, and Musical Open Nights, uh, and where he traces the format to these musical broadcasts where popular musicians would perform live on air in a specific venue, right? Oh, sure. And then after that, there would usually be some kind of like talk radio guest to discuss news and other topics, right? Um, also, 
I mentioned the Beatnik movement that was in the late 50s, early 60s, uh, which created an intense demand for poetry, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that you could get that was the open mic styles. These performances were in places like San Francisco and New York City. I mean, when I think about the Beatniks, I think about Jack Kerouac, right? Sure. Um, I, yeah. I Can I tell you? I don't know anything about Jack Kerouac. I know that his name rhymes. And I think that's the only thing, honest to God, that's the only thing I know about him. Oh, I, okay. Until you said that, I wouldn't have associated him with uh, poetry. I don't know anything about him whatsoever, except that his name sounds like some kind of Marvel uh, secret identity for somebody. Like, oh, man. Okay. Well, sorry. Maybe- hey, listen, I'm not the educated one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's uh, let's make a note of that, and maybe we'll come back to it. Okay. I don't have time right now. So um, I also like that Kurt Vonnegut has gut <laughs> in his name. I think that's great. <laughs> uh, so these community-based events uh, were often underscored by jazz musicians. That's just kind of like the beatnik kind We've of vibe, about, right? Like, poetry jams, a little before, bit, right? a little bit. I mean, they're a, they're an absolute boon to like if you're like a coffee shop or a bar, right? Mm-hmm. This idea, same with trivia, which you talked about, right? Of like, here is an event, you're gonna sit the whole time and stay, and especially if you're someone who like either brings a bunch of friends with you or builds a following, right? You're having people who stay the whole time, right? Right, like at a trivia event, people aren't just drifting in and out to play trivia. You come, you sit, you play, and I think that it's the same when you talk about these poetry events, except even more so, all of the content is generated by your customers. Right, which is makes it a great time filler. Right? Yeah, right. Uh, so the open mics of the early 60s, kind of like folk music-wise, uh, were f- like first advertised in like pubs all over Greenwich Village, right? They weren't meant to be huge money makers for the venues, but they were great at keeping people in seats and filling time right. for the bigger sort of things. Especially on your off nights. Right. right. You get people in there your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe even Thursday. Right. Like now you've got a full place, especially if you have any kind of food. Right. Like that's solid revenue. That's why people do like trivia nights on Tuesdays. Right. right. It's why they do like drink specials Wednesdays because people aren't going out those nights. Right. This was sometimes called a hoot nanny. Um, also, it's very similar to the, quote, cutting contest that blues and jazz musicians would host during the Harlem Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like an improvised uh, kind of like competition almost. Yeah. Right. Um So both in the 20s in Harlem and in the 60s in Greenwich, uh, these things served a couple purposes, right? It could be a teaching exercise, right, where pros show off their talent and stage presence. But also it's a chance for younger performers to get on stage and prove themselves, right? Kind of ingratiate themselves into whatever community they're trying to be part of. Yeah. And so this is when, around that time, that the words open mic started being published in like various print publications in association with these things. It's also one of those where it's like, I like the succinct, succinct, the succinctness. I like how short it is, how clear (laughs) it is. Um, That open mic, I got it. But it's not a super creative name, right? The microphone, it's open. Well, no, but, but 
In his autobiography, Bob Dylan wrote in uh, Chronicles is the name of the autobiography. He talked about how he got his start at these open mic nights Mm. in Greenwich Village. And he described it as feeling like he was part of an invisible nation of people who shared a culture of the songs and stories that brought people together in the community. So An invisible nation of (laughs) songs. Oh, boy. That's... That's my impression. Not a very good impression. Was it good? Oh, man. Okay. I was, I was feeling pretty good. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. So, hey, you keep me grounded, baby. And I love <laughs> when we get into the 80s and 90s, this is the new, like, punk music scene, sure. right? And so it was almost like anti-folk music. Um, and so a lot of the newer, kind of brashier, less acoustic, right, movements um, didn't really flourish at the open mic the same way that the other stuff did yeah but because open mic had kind of like spread across the country it became less about music and more about like we said like stand-up like you experienced mm. um and, and then you also get like rap battles rap you get uh you know rap open mics you get poetry open mics slam poetry open mics which yeah. is big in the 90s um you also mentioned like dancing like there's you know at dance clubs and uh exotic dance clubs as they were um, they have open stages and they'll have like amateur nights and everything there yeah, as well. Absolutely. Um, so let's go over some of the rules. I wonder if they ever do like open mic at like fancy kitchen restaurants or it's like mm. Mm, the kitchen's yours, come cook. <laughs> I don't, there's a lot of expensive equipment. Yes, Probably not. No? Okay, bring your own hot plates. <laughs> Show us how you can do it, chef. <laughs> Behind corner. We'll go over some of the rules, but first. A word from some other Max Fun some shows. Some other Max Fun shows. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura House. And I'm Annabelle Gerwich. And sometimes it feels like the whole world is a dumpster fire, right? There's too much to worry about. That's why we make Tiny Victories. It's a 15 minute podcast where we celebrate our minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. And listeners call in, like Valerie, who found the perfect gift for her daughter's boyfriend, and Adam, who finally turned his couch cushion the right way. And little happinesses, like how Birdsong helps your brain. That's science. So join us in not freaking out for 15 minutes a week. That's Tiny Victories with Annabelle and Laura, Mondays on Maximum Fun. It's a tiny victory just to make a network promo. Honestly. Are you tired of being picked on for only wanting to talk about your cat at parties? Do you feel as though your friends don't understand the depth of love you have for your guinea pig? around a room of people do you wonder if they know sloths only have to eat one leaf a month have you ever dumped someone for saying they're just not an animal person us too she's alexis b preston she's ella mcleod and we host comfort creatures the show where you can't talk about your pets too much animal trivia is our love language and dragons are just as real as dinosaurs tune into comfort creatures every thursday on maximum fun So in this lawless wasteland that is open mics, what are the what's the rules? Okay, well, you know, there's also like improv open mic, improv yeah. jams, comedy jam, like where it's basically just like you can just get up and do it and just improv. And the thing is, is it's once again, it's not about me. It's about you see that person over there who's bouncing around. You have there thinking they're just gonna get up there and just blow everyone away. 
That's the only kind of embarrassment I feel is secondhand embarrassment. When I see someone else doing something, I'm like, no, oh, no. please, no, please, don't do this. I don't get embarrassed. I just get embarrassed on behalf of other folks. Yeah, I have both kinds of embarrassment. You have all the kinds of embarrassment, <laughs> baby. Okay, so first of all, if you're performing at an open mic, simpler is better. We, we all heard about mm. this unfortunate person. Uh, uh, me? I'm going to listen to it? <laughs> It was quite uh, don't you let off one of history's greatest <laughs> monsters, the man that uh, he twice I pulled the lights down and up. So it seems that this person had quite a complicated uh, show to yeah. put on. Uh, so that was not appreciated. So it's a low key time, low key piece. OK, next, um, make sure that you go to the open mic you want to participate in before you properly sign up. Yeah. Scope it out. You know, try and figure out, you know, you're trying to get the feel of the event, what the stage is, what the equipment they have is, uh, what kind of performances the they usually yeah. host. Right. So it might keep you from showing up, you know, to a, a metal night, like a punk rock metal night and, you know, trying to do your tight five. <laughs> I want nothing more than to watch. Forget what I said earlier about secondhand embarrassment. I would love to see just like a stand-up comic in the back with like with their notes and then the music start and it's just like heavy metal and they're like the fifth person out of 10 and they're like, oh, all no. right, and they just get up and do it. I want to watch that so bad. Now, here's the thing. Overall, right, one of the things that you really have to, and I'm sure will come up again as we talk about uh, the etiquette of this, right? But you talked about it with like Bob Dylan and stuff of like, these open mic nights, you end up being part of a scene in whatever city you live in, right? So if it's like Cincinnati, right? And I want to get a start in stand-up comedy, right? Or I want to get a start in the music scene or whatever. You're going to see a lot of the same people at a lot of these nights over and over again, right? You're probably going to go to the same open mic night at the same venue week after week or month after month, right? So making sure that you show yourself to be one, somebody that people want to be there, right? That you're observing the rules, that you're showing up, you're getting to know the people beforehand, you're making a good impression, you're supporting the other people performing. All of that forms a really good kind of vibe about you. Mm -hmm. Because once again, if you think, like the chance that someone will elevate out of a city, out of a crowd, out of whatever group is doing it, right? And you want them to think, you know who I had a lot of fun playing with? That person, I'm gonna see if they're free to like do backup for me or like open for me when I do this paid gig in town, right? Yeah, totally. Or, and vice versa, right? That they want, if you get a paid gig, that they're like, that's amazing, we wanna be there to support you and tell everybody about it, right? All of that. It is not a one person show to, elevate you know your career to a place where you actually want it to be you have to be supported by other people and you have to support other people absolutely and in addition to the vibe kind of rules there might actually be rules mm -hmm. for the venue like are you allowed to swear are you allowed to play covers or do they just want original music also a good question what is the time we limit? talked about that with poetry right right that like don't show up to like an original site and read somebody else's unless it's somebody there who's like i'm not comfortable reading it i would like you to perform this for me see i pay attention what's you up do pay attention yeah. great work um are there songs that are banned from the venue mm. which actually comes up a lot 
Yeah, that's true with karaoke too. Yeah. I know it's not exactly the same karaoke open mic night, but one, there are songs that they don't play, and two, there are songs that the host always sings, and it's like you don't sing the host. That's the host's song. Yeah, don't put that song in. To know those rules is a great idea, but we also talked a lot about like feeling the vibe, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, so like a lot of venues come with their own vibe, right? You wouldn't do the same set in a comedy club that you would at a library. That's true. Right? Uh, so, you know, read that room. Um, and don't be pushy, especially if you're a first timer. There you go. Um, so when you sign up, that's what you sign up for, right? If you if it's like first come, first served, right? Don't try and like do your set and then leave five minutes in or demand that you become the closer. Or, or ask if they can move you up because like you have to go somewhere or whatever. It's just like, no, it's not. What? No. Right. The rule is if it's an open sign up, you sign up for when you sign up. And I would say along those same lines, if you get there and it's like, okay, you go on second to last or whatever, mm-hmm. stay in the room, yeah. listen, watch the other people. One, it's a polite thing to do. Two, a good way to perfect your craft is to watch other people use theirs, right? See what you can learn. I'm not talking about like copying jokes or copying songs or whatever, but say like, oh, that's, oh, I like the way that they like kind of turned and delivered that to one person. And oh, that was a good inflection on that. That kind of makes sense for a thing I've been trying to figure out in my set, right? Absolutely. And just like, it's funny, right? And if you stay and support them, they'll stay and support you. Same if you bring friends for your set. Mm-hmm. This is very important, right? Especially if it's one of those shows where it's like bring people with you to go on. Make sure that your friends are also supporting the other people there. Make sure that because it's a reflection of you, you brought them all that stuff. Make sure that you are supporting the other performers. Absolutely. Um, don't Don't go over your time limit. You were uh, very upset at this person. So most of the time you will either, there will either be a visible like countdown clock or uh, just a clock in general. But most of the time, if there is a set, if you have a set time, um, they will have a clock or they will hold up signs to let Mm -hmm. you know, or they'll flash a light, right? And the light is usually like, hey, you have like 30 seconds left or something, wrap it up, right? And now most of the time, I will also say this, if you're like, if it hits your time, they'll let you finish a joke unless if you have been, you know, not been pushing it. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so that's the thing is like, if it seemed like they were building to the punchline, I would give them, you know, 10 extra seconds, 15 extra seconds. Um, Just don't abuse that. Don't take advantage of that. And, you know, like be gracious about it. If you go over your time, it's another thing you're there to learn is your time management, your delivery, how to have a set that fits within that amount of time. It's where the joke, a tight five, right? Comes mm-hmm. around, it's like, can you do a tight five? That means it's five on the dot, right? It is a tight five. It's not like, yeah, I can do a tight five. And then you do like six and a half. That's not a tight five. Um, and so that's another good reason for doing stand-up or for doing open mic. You start to like hone your time management and like getting the pacing right and, and all that stuff. Um, so here's another one. You you may, dear listeners, have uh, have heard at the beginning that the bomb is inevitable. You are not going to always do a great job. True. Um, in fact, this is the place to go and not do a great job because that's the mistakes that help you learn. Right. I don't I don't know if that person at the beginning learned really anything, but um, we want to make sure that you are not afraid to to really Pull a stinker. Um, oh, babe, that's cute. Pull a stinker. Uh, 
<laughs> and don't feel like you have to apologize if right. that happens, okay? So the stakes are really low at open mic, and it's good to have fun. But if it doesn't work, now you know that it doesn't work, and it's part of the process. Don't, like, get upset about it or, you know, spend the rest of the night saying everything you did was so awful because it feels like you're fishing for compliments and trying to get people to say, oh, no, it wasn't that bad. But I, maybe I, it really was that bad. Maybe, and I know it seems trite, right, to say, like, you learn through failing and stuff, but especially in something like this, it's absolutely true, right? Because, like, if you've ever gone to see whoever your favorite actor is in your favorite play, right, they had months of rehearsal before yeah. that where it was not right, where they couldn't remember their lines, where they couldn't remember their blocking, where they forgot to bring on a prop. Even your favorite stand-up comic, right? You watch their hour-long special. That hour-long special is many different performances cut together to be like, and this was the night that this joke worked best, and this was the night this joke worked best. This It's not. And plus, those are usually filmed at the end of a tour. After they've had all After the practice. After they've had yeah. all the practice. And so right? that idea of like, you really, you can stand in front of a mirror and perform these jokes for practice, but until you get in front of an audience, you don't know if it works or not. Right. Right. This is something Justin and Griffin and I talk about all the time because we don't script my brother, my brother and me live shows. So every night when we go out there, it's like maybe tonight nothing will be funny because they can't all be bangers. They can't all be bangers. But luckily we do an hour long thing and there's three of us. So at some point, one of us will say something that's funny. So that kind of helps balance it out a lot. I think the other thing, too, is all joking aside about uh, uh, open mic nights, I would be surprised if there's anybody there who's like, I'm here to watch people fail. Yeah. There might be. There might be some turds in the audience, but most of those people, they're as afraid of performing as you are, right? They're there or they're there be to support someone right. who they know needs the help. Yeah, you're going to do great. It's going to be great. Um, if you are doing a musical open mic, here is a good way to know not to do the songs you picked. These are a few of very popular covers that season open mic performers say don't do. Okay. Don't do Wonderwall. No. Yeah. Yeah. Could I tell you that? Don't do Country Roads by oh, John Denver. Oh, hold on. Here's the thing. Okay. Because everyone is going to want to sing, right? Oh, yeah. And that's not the vibe for the open mic. And it is not going to help you learn to do your music better. It is just going to be a great time for the audience. And if they sing with your song, then they might want to sing with other people's True. songs. Right? True. It sets a bad precedent. Um, don't do House of the Rising Sun. It is very long. Yeah. It's too long. Same thing with Freebird. Don't do Hey Jude. It's I was too long. For the same reason. It's very long. Um, don't do Hallelujah. Sad. Very sad. And very slow. Very slow. Really kills the vibe. Um, don't do Bohemian Rhapsody. Nobody can do that as good as Queen can do that. Now, on, I, will, I will push back. Okay. On one thing. If you have a really fun, like dramatic country cover of Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> or like a really great like banjo bluegrass cover of it. I am a sucker for that. I talk about it all the time. Tyler Childers saw him perform at Huntington, West Virginia in the V Club back, 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 back. I was 23. So this was what, 15 years ago, 16 years ago. And like he was just getting started. Uh, now he's amazing, by the way. Uh, check out his latest music video. Oh, absolutely lovely. Um, but he did a like, 
like gothic country cover of Rolling in the Deep by Which Adele. is not on this list. And it is still, to this day, my favorite version of Rolling in the Deep. 15 years later, I think about it all the time. Okay. Uh, and this is a lesser known song, but don't do the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, that is not a lesser known song. That song rules. The then, wreck then, of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Well, the one before that I mentioned was Bohemian Rhapsody. That's true, yeah. So also, again, too long. It's way too long. I just looked it up. You got to watch it. Tyler Childers, In Your Love. I don't care if you like country music or not. Watch the music video. Have some tissues handy. It's beautiful. You're going to cry your little face off. Go ahead. Okay. If you are attending an open mic, it is not appropriate to heckle. No. <gasps> it's it's not never a, appropriate It's never to appropriate to heckle. If you don't like it, just leave. But people are here to try and like stu- try stuff off. Try stuff out is what I mean. Try stuff up. Try stuff around. There you go. Um, and so, like, don't do that. That's not it. I would also say in the same, don't offer critique or insight unless mm-hmm. they ask, yeah. right? Especially if they're a stranger. Don't walk up to someone and say, like, can I tell you how that could have been better? No. No, you can't. Thank you very much. Now, if you're someone I know and I say, what did you think? How can I improve what worked, what didn't? By all means, give. The first time Travis asks you that, you say, it was great. That's not true, no. And then the second time. I don't want to hear that. And then the second time he asks you, then you give it. I know I'm great. I wouldn't ask if I was worried about bad feedback. But I can only improve (laughs) the things that were bad. Yes, I know. Don't just tell me it was great. But if you ask. You're right, but I can't admit it. (laughs) If Travis asks right after it happened, you say, that That was was great. great. But you got to say like that. That was great. And, and then, there's just another one like, okay, yeah, but like. The second time he asks, several hours to days later, then you can tell him. All right. I'm, okay. I feel <laughs> called out. I feel on the spot. Um, so here's another one. Um, remember, it is a performance. Even if it's in a bar or a coffee shop, no one expects anything to be like completely like hear a pin drop silent. Yeah. That's fine, right? But keep your voice down. Remember, sure. it is a performance. Um, so it's not like, you know, you. we talked about this in trivia a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Um, where the questions are often uh, asked over a mic. And so you don't want to be loud while the questions are being asked. Same thing with the open mic night. You know, they have a, a set now. I've seen this a couple of times now. Whereas you're playing trivia, it's like you go to a website and the questions also pop up on your phone. You answer through your phone. Oh. So you're not like going up to the desk and you don't have to like ask people to repeat it over and over again. That's it's very great. interesting. Um, I would say along those same lines, though, and this should be obvious, but just in case it's not, um, whatever kind of uh, open mic night it is, but especially if it's like a musical one, don't like sit in the back of a room like practicing, even if it's quietly on your right. instrument while someone else is performing. If you feel the need to do that, like go out to the parking lot or something. But like, don't. Just like don't sit in the back and practice your jokes while someone else is telling jokes. Don't just come on. Also, applaud for everyone. Yep. Even if it's bad. Just just yep. do it. Applause. It's not only is uh, um, you know, the polite thing to do, it also is a really great signal that that's over now. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Even <laughs> if you're even if you can't applaud the execution, applaud the effort. Applaud that they got up and did it. Mm-hmm. Right, because you never know. It might be someone's first try at doing it ever. It might be a huge step for them just to get up and do it. Right, and that deserves applause no matter what. Also, don't talk about things before you leave the venue. Right, 
Save it for the car ride Save home. Save it for the car ride home. Do until Save it for the bus, as we used to say at speech and debate competitions. Save it for the bus. At least, Save you know, once that, that door closes, then you can talk about it. Don't talk about any of this stuff while you're still there. Yeah. Even if, I mean, I suppose if it was all good, you could say that was great. The best thing I've ever done. The best best open mic I've ever been to. Oh, I thought you were just talking about like critiquing other people's stuff. Oh, same. Yeah. Same. Especially that. All that stuff. You know, the we you know, we go see a lot of shows and stuff. And when I was a kid, we go see shows. And the thing my parents would always say to me is like, you never know whose mom is sitting behind you mm. was the thing that I would like we'd go see a show and I'd want to talk about it and they'd be like, Well, yeah, you never know whose mom's sitting behind you. We'll talk about it in the car. Yes. Um, do buy something from the venue. I mean, obviously if it's a library you don't have to buy anything but um you might support the artists uh by buying merch if it's there Mm -hmm. um but also you know these places can easily just turn on a tv these days right they don't have to have open mics you can be a sports bar three days a week uh and do just fine so like buy something from the venue support the open mic night if it's a cocktail or a coffee or an appetizer whatever it is right and that will help keep these places, you know, open and keep it so that everybody else can enjoy open mic nights too. And um, if you if you are in Cincinnati and you have like a bar that you own and you want to do an open mic night, let me know. I think I'm gonna start doing stand up comedy. It's never too late to start, almost forty. Maybe I'll start doing slam poetry. Uh-huh. No. I, Teresa's nodding her head no, very very she's, she's so excited no. about this idea. No, do you know what kind of hours comics keep? Yeah. No. Do you know how hard it is to like be around kids all the time? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love my kids very much. That's a joke. That's a joke. I love my kids. And also, if you... <laughs> you snapped out of that laugh so quick. <laughs> also, if you yell free bird, I'm telling your Come mom, on. you're not allowed to do Come that. Come on. That joke's done. That joke was done 10 years ago. That joke was done the second it came out of that somebody's mouth. That joke is mouth. done. Now... You yell for Kesha's TikTok, which is a way better song no, than Freebird. Also, I'm just saying it's a better song than Freebird. I think we can all agree Kesha's TikTok is a better song than Freebird. Everyone agrees. We are not yelling out demands from the this audience. Because if you do, I'm telling your mom. That's bad. That's fair. The only time to do that is if someone asks you to do it. That's the only time. I need, I need suggestions. Yeah, and maybe An not even then. Maybe not a even A farm then. animal? No. And then you just always say weasel. And they're like, what? what? And you say, sorry. What? I mis- I misunderstood. <laughs> no matter what they ask for. Uh, g- give me a uh, profession. Weasel. What? Sorry. Sorry, I thought you were going to say animal. Okay, give me an animal. Plumber. <laughs> ah! I almost cursed, but I did. No, you didn't. I didn't. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which I think is the fourth? Um, I'm going to be at Gen Con. I am at Gen Con right now. Come find me, help. <laughs> um, I'm doing a bunch of stuff. I'm doing two different shows on Friday. Uh, go to Instagram. You can find my schedule there. Um, let's see what else. We've got new merch out now. There's a Clint, the Planeswalking Janitor sticker designed by Zachary Sterling. It is so good and so funny. It's a reference from Adventure Zone 
where every time Dad forgets to talk to do a character voice, we refer to it as Clint, the planeswalking janitor. Uh, we also have a mystery sale going up over there on the merch store. We got limited qualities available, so act fast. And 10% of all merch proceeds this month go to Earth Justice, which uses the law to preserve a rich, sustainable, and diverse natural heritage for current and future generations. We also have live shows coming up from the 20 Sun and Sea Surf the Vibe Tour. Uh, we're going to be in Seattle, Washington, August 31st and September 1st. I should be clear there. It's going to be my brother, my brother, and me. Um, and New York Comic Con, we're going to be there October 12th and 13th. Again, my brother, my brother, and me. And Adventure Zone. Oh, we're okay. Doing but I won't be there. And you won't be there. I think we might be doing Adventure Zone in Seattle, too. We got to figure that out. Uh, we're also going to be doing, uh, uh, I think, whatever, another live show in Philadelphia. Show and date are coming out, but that will be tied into the New York Comic Con uh, tour. Uh, New York Comic Con will require a badge to attend the show in person, but there will be badge-free tickets available to watch a video on demand of the show online. Uh, badges for New York Comic Con are on sale now, and the tickets for New York Comic Con shows for our shows will go on sale Friday, August 4th at 11 a.m., so there's a chance they're on sale now when you're listening to it. Uh, there's more info, uh, tickets and links at bit.ly slash Tours. You can also find my Gen Con schedule there. Go check it out. We want to say thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we would not be able to make this show. We want to say thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we could not make this show. And we want to say thank you for listening your support is very important to us, and we appreciate it, and you're great, and thank you. What else? What did I forget? We, I always forget. We, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> we also always thank Brent Bentofoss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, thank you to Bruja Betty Pennant Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Also, we are always taking topic submissions. Uh, I mean, we're taking idiom submissions, or even just saying hi. Make We're sure. taking submission submissions. Submission if you have an idea for things we should take submissions <laughs> for, let us know. Uh, and you can send those to us at schmannerscast at gmail.com and say hi to Alex because she reads every single one. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.